What's good, listeners? Welcome to the Chris Collins Show, Millennial Bunker Edition. Good morning, Marissa. How's it going, fam? Oh, it's going fabulous. Such a good day today. Yeah, it's such a beautiful day here in Southern California. This is the Chris Collins Show programming live from Los Angeles, California. And for anybody that's tuning in right now, make sure you like and subscribe so you never miss a live show or any of our exclusive new interviews. But hey, we always like to do this at the top of the show because on this day in 1953, Rush frontman Giddy Lee is born. He is 69 years old. And I was about to sing another song that's not from Rush. Let's not go there, fam. <laughs> also, I love this film. It was released 28 years ago on this day. Jim Carrey's The Mask is iconic. And please don't ever do a remaster <laughs> of this film. And also today, The Beehive is out and about because Beyonce releases her much anticipated seventh studio LP, Renaissance Act One, which is the first of three acts. And let's just say, looking at that album cover, she looks quite enhanced <laughs> but we got a great show for everybody that's tuning in because our guest joining us on just talking is ccs video game contributor henrik the wreck to talk gaming news industry talk and so much more also i just want to give a huge shout out again to the amazing new lp generation waiting from our friends animal son you can check out our fifth installment of off the fret more music more music talk as we sit down with vocalist stephen blake discussing that record and so much more but hey marissa i think it's time to rock and roll yeah this is just talking and our guest is ccs video game contributor henrik the wreck live on the chris college show millennial talk show and as we get him How's he doing, fam? I know he's getting the Zoom, the video, the audio. You know the jazz when it comes to our uh, metaverse that we're all living in. But Henrik the Wreck, how you doing, fam? Pretty poo. Pretty Ooh, good. I how like about you your guys? Background. Did you say pretty poo? Ooh. What was that? Pretty poo. Pretty I've good, never heard good, of that pretty one. Good, pretty oh, okay, good. pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> but hey, Henrik the Wreck, before we indulge you any further with industry talk, Marissa and I, we're going to put you through the ringer with another round of video game trivia. Are you ready, my friend? I guess as ready as I will be. <laughs> hey, well, let's cue the music. Let's get it, baby. All right, CCS family, are you the kind of person who spends hours glued to your controller like Henrik the Wreck? Have you always loved playing just one more level like Henrik the Wreck? Well, join us as we test his luck today if he actually knows his gaming knowledge. So let's go ahead with the very first question. And you're lucky. I got some multiple choice questions for you. <laughs> what yes. is the best-selling arcade cabinet video game of all time? A, Mortal Kombat, B, Space Invaders, C, Pac-Man, or D, NBA Jam. And Marissa, if you don't have us all on screen, let's go ahead and make that mm -hmm. happen because I, I think can. we really got to really see everybody. And just to yeah. give you a friendly hint, try not to overthink this. Okay. Uh, I would definitely have to go with Pac-Man. 
Ooh, we got the first correct answer. Pac-Man, believe it or not, sold 400,000 arcade cabinets alone. And I totally believe it because my father owned Route 66 Billiards and being in the pool table industry, believe it or not, there are so many arcade cabinets of Pac-Man on those factory floors when you go to buy your billiard table. So I definitely believe the hype for Pac-Man. And Henrik, you have to answer faster or it's wrong. Let's go ahead with the rule uh, or question number two. What is the voiceover actor in Pokemon Detective Pikachu? Do you know that voiceover actor? Oh, yes, it's Ryan Gosling. No! Oh! Actually, that's wrong. Wait. You said Ryan Gosling. Do you want to take that back? Oh, 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 it is a Ryan. It's Ryan Reynolds. Yes, there we go. Uh, sorry, you still don't get it. You don't get it. That's why you have to answer quickly. That's why you got to answer quickly, homie. Well, believe it or not, not Ryan Gosling, but Ryan Reynolds. He actually did voiceover for the entire movie, believe it or not, CCS Family, which is pretty wild. And he is the first guy to get his own rated R movie on Disney+. Plus. I don't know if you guys can guess it, but Deadpool oh, 1 easily, and Deadpool easily. 2. That happened know. this week. But hey, we got another multiple choice question coming Even I knew that Henrik. one. I knew. <laughs> coming <laughs> I towards Henry the right. Hey, you know, he got the first part right, the second half wrong. But let's go on <laughs> to the third question. What is the strongest block you can find in Minecraft? A, obsidian. Oh. B, hmm. diamond. C, ender chest. Or D, ancient debris. I believe it's obsidian, unless I am wrong at this point. With with confidence, Henrik, you You need to embrace your confidence, homie. It's been a moment (laughs) since I played Minecraft, so I didn't know if there was an update. Well, I guess the good thing CCS family is he is the video game guru after all. He did get a video game movie question wrong. So far, he's got every gaming question (laughs) correct. So let's give him that fair shot. But number four, which console can you play Crash Bandicoot on? Oh, the PlayStation. Yes, sir. That's correct. That's correct. See, we're just getting you warmed up. But number five, (laughs) this is a tricky one, okay? We're going to get it going. Which video game had the biggest cash prize pool for an eSports tournament? A, League of Legends. B, StarCraft II. C, Dota II. Or D, FIFA 21? I'm going to have to go with League of Legends on this one. You were so close, my friend, but that is the wrong answer. Dota 2, believe it or not, they host an esports tournament called the International 10, and the cash Mm. prize pool is $40 million. That's pretty insane. League of Legends is up there for the highest viewership, not necessarily the highest cash prize pool, but that's a great answer, my friend. I would have literally said the same thing. But I think you might know this one. Number six, in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, what level must you reach to achieve prestige for your online character? Oh, man, this is, uh, is it 100? Try again. What you got? 50. There is no try again. Uh. We only got 30 minutes with them. Is it right or wrong? I know. We got to get it going. Well, <laughs> it was level Chris. 70. Level 70. <laughs> okay, but let's go yeah. ahead. I got two more questions, and Marissa is right. But for the best selling <laughs> video game franchise without a main character, which one has sold the most? The Sims, Minecraft, Tetris, or Need for Speed? Minecraft. 
Oh, you're so uh, close, my friend. It's wait, right really? there. They're not there just yet. Tetris is the number one. They sold 500 million physical and digital copies sold just because it's got uh, a longer history in the making. But let's do our very last one because this is kind of a wild question. I don't expect you to get it. But if you do, you are the video game guru. And that is what country tried to put a ban on midnight gaming? Oh, that was uh, China. I believe close, not necessarily. There's another one. They just retracted it recently. Really? Really? It's a little Island. New Zealand. No, that's incorrect. Uh, it was South Korea once passed a law oh. that prohibited minors under 16 from gaming during the late hours of the night. But you guys heard it first. That is our gaming show with Henrik the Wreck. Not too shabby. Not all of them were easy. But let's get right on into it because Henrik, the first few months of a new year are always lousy with new video games. And what do you recommend as the best video game of 2022 so far? Well, it'd be uh, remiss of me to not mention Elden Ring. Uh, that game, yeah. even now, you know, came out in February, and even now, people are still talking about it. So, I think if you were to really pinpoint a game that stands out, it's definitely going to be that. Uh, I mean, there's there's a good amount of games that did come out this year so far, but pretty much at the end of the day, Elden Ring is the one that kind of stands above all the other ones. But you know what's kind of wild too? Because I know that there's a little early award shows before the game awards. And one of those video games that actually kind of shocked the gaming world was Horizon Forbidden West uh, outbeating Elden Ring. Uh, do you see that being a, a continued hype going into the winter time? It's definitely possible. I think that uh, really what kind of has always been an issue with that franchise is that they release a game at the wrong time. Like mm. Forbidden West came out at the same time as Elden Ring and Elden Ring just completely overshadowed it. So, I mean, I, I think that they're great games and I, I would love to see them get more attention, you know, but so I, I would love if there's more hype, but I think that as like a consensus on the internet, you can see that people more so lean towards the Elden Ring hype than they that's do. That's funny that you Horizon. actually say that because I, that's probably one of the main reasons why the cat game stray is getting so much hype this summer because there's literally nothing to compete with it. <laughs> True. Yeah. Are you kind of a hater of the stray like, game? <laughs> it, it is completely a like, just, fun experience it seems i haven't so played describe yet. the stray game to me because i've never heard of the stray game describe it just <laughs> yeah, briefly so, don't spend a lot of time so, just describe it briefly yeah, I'll, I'll make it quick i'll make it quick so basically you're just playing as a cat simple as that <laughs> that's it it's not like goat simulator but you're playing as a cat so like yeah. what you're like an alley cat are you a you're literally cat? like are an alley like, cat okay. and the world's dead and there's a bunch of robots and that's all we really know unless you've and actually I'm, played the did game did they do the stray cat strut <laughs> Sorry, oh, I guess of so. But hey, let's uh, let's I move mean... this conversation because you know what, Mercy's getting us way off topic. But it sounds like Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West are those games, and then up for parlay is probably Stray. But let's get on into it because Henrik, as video games get more expensive to make, a growing pillar of the gaming industry runs on nostalgia, and your content online has gone viral for addressing this issue. What's going on? Well, so basically, uh, 
they rockstar they made a uh remaster of the original uh gta trilogy uh, a little earlier um or sorry later last year and um i think that a lot of people felt it was a little bit half baked when it came out it probably made them profits i wouldn't wouldn't doubt that you know because people love those games but i want to say that at least my theory is that rockstar saw the uh negative press that they got and we're like, you know, we can't have this for uh, a franchise such as GTA that is so beloved by the fans. So let's go back to the drawing board. Let's let's uh, put aside the remasters that we're working on right now, and we'll come back to them later. And right now, we'll we'll work on GTA Six because that's what a lot of people want. It's been yeah. I mean, if you're living fifteen years, the last right? one. Yeah, it's like yeah, fifteen it's been, years, it's been right? Crazy long. No, I think it's kind of wild. Man. And, you know, we were uh, digging into some of your, uh, your viral content and we got a lot of great fan responses from you, Henrik. And uh, Benny19 responded to your video saying, I think they've done way too much for GTA Online. I also want a Manhunt 3 and a Bully 2 game on the way as well. He's talking about doing sequels now. Is that really where you see a lot of the momentum for gaming studio companies to push forward? I mean, there is a bit of a uh, push for nostalgia uh, right now in all forms of entertainment. You, know, you can see it even in, in movies and television. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if there is a bit of a push towards sequels to kind of uh, capitalize on the nostalgia factor of things. But uh, I, I don't know if a sequel is really necessarily needed for every franchise. Uh, there's some that definitely could do with a sequel. Uh yeah. Manhunt and Bully haven't had anything for a long time. so I That's true, that too. Good, it's not but... like it's a five or six year gap. That's more like a 15, 20 year gap. That's definitely exactly. for sure. And I know uh, Cyber Culture, they wrote, I only want RDR remaster so I can replay RDR 2, then get into RDR immediately after. And I guess I was kind of wondering is, do they mean Red Dead Redemption or Red Dead Revolver? And do we really want to play Revolver again? I mean, that was kind of a shitty game even back on the PlayStation. I don't know how much more you can really uh, ramp up with those kind of games. So with that being said, why do you think Rockstar Games is pausing their plans to develop you know, Grand Theft Auto 4 and Red Dead Re remasters? I mean, Dana White Wygan uh, also responded to your comment or your video and said, no, GTA 6 is not going to hit hard. We expect too much. Do you view it that way? Well, I mean, it's definitely a thing that does happen. You know, games get hyped up so much and then all of a sudden the game comes out and it doesn't meet the hype. We've seen that so many times now. But at the same time, I will say we have seen games that have been super hyped up and came out and pretty much met the expectations and not not to bring up Elden Ring again but that is basically <laughs> a game that did actually meet the hype uh I well say. i mean shoot if you can get elon musk like tweeting about his elden ring character i feel like that's like the best kind of advertising that money doesn't have to be involved with but i also want to talk about this hype train that's been happening with a lot of celebrities and but more in part with sports athletes, because you reported on this matter, and a lot of sports athletes are investing in esports or simply acknowledging it, its existence every day. And what have you learned about sport, sports athletes involved in esports? So I've seen that a lot of the uh, athletes that are getting involved, either they're usually like a co-owner or an ambassador or just simply an investor. They don't necessarily have so to So they're making money from it. It's exactly what I said. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, so they're, they're, they're making money, they don't care. <laughs> 
they're, they're not. But why do you people, think sports you know, athletes want to get? Games. But why do you think they want to get involved so badly? Have you ever put a thought about it? Well, well I mean, it, it it's a it's a booming uh, part of the industry. It does make money, you know. So that is definitely a, a, a part of it, I would say. Um, but I think that when you when you go look at the difference between you know esports gamers and and physical sport athletes, they're very similar actually. So it's kind of like a, a little bit of a pipeline, I'd say. But don't you think it's kind of fascinating that how they get talking figures like Austin Eckler is the Chargers uh, running back who is the ambassador for Steel City, or let's say Sergio Aguero, he's one of the biggest international stalker stars who owns his own esports league called or team, excuse me, called Crew, along with David Beckham doing these kind of things. And I guess my point is because you had a great video that said Shaquille O'Neal came out and said that esports players are athletes which really created a controversy but then again if we're seeing all these sports athletes invest in esports doesn't he have a point because i know tom abbott 2000 begged the question under your video is chess a sport (laughs) does he have a point (laughs) he does have a point because you know it's by definition uh sports have to be physical at least as what's written in the dictionary but I want to say that, you know, definitions change all the time. And uh, actually, the United States Citizen and Immigration Services, they actually legally do view esports gamers as athletes because they're offering P1 visas to these uh, gamers who are coming into the States to compete. Wow. So, I mean, legally, apparently it is actually a sport. I guess it all makes sense. I mean, especially when you see uh, campuses in Southern California, like let's say, for example, UC Irvine, who literally have their own college esports teams. I just think that's so fascinating on a level. And do you really feel like athletes have to get involved with the whole esports? Don't you feel like having a fan base of cult of personalities such as like anime fans could really drive this to the next level? Do you really think like sports athletes or let's say even people like Dana White, for example, who's getting involved with esports, but not in the normal video game esports that you might be thinking CCS family, he's getting involved in mobile esports tournaments, which basically in the short form look like the kind of games you might catch a virus on your phone. So why would he want to get involved? (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, as Marissa pointed out, uh, money, 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 money. Thank you. Money, 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 money. hundred percent talks. But do you think that we're, I I don't mean to cut you off, Henrik, but do you feel like uh, we're abusing the term of esports? Because even in Dana White's case, they're making it sound like not all of it, is cash prize money. They go millions being distributed and, uh, and prize money. So are we getting a little carried away with the whole idea of a care package? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you can uh, twist the definition of esports uh, to boost your numbers to make yourself look good, of course you're going to do that. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of uh, different avenues that people are trying to go through right now to this day to try to find that mucho dinero within the video game industry. I think you're right and spot on about it. All three of us actually, because you know, we all have to recognize the gaming industry dominates the entertainment aspect when it comes to television, movies, and theater and music combined. I mean, it's totally insane. And let's switch it up to some industry talk because currently one of the most successful video games and virtual world in history is completely rejecting nfts and is going as far as saying that it has no place in its future and why is this a big deal for minecraft to cancel nfts 
Well, uh, Minecraft is a huge game. The game came out in 2011 and it's still relevant, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and also it is literally the best selling video game at 238 million sales. So like that game has influence. And if they're saying, hey, we don't want to be associated with NFTs, that's a big move for the industry. Yeah, because I know a lot of NFTs tend to be only geared towards character cosmetic skins, but a lot of the argument has been uh, kind of punching hard towards Minecraft, which is owned by Microsoft, because really the whole, uh, I, I feel like the flavor of love that Minecraft has is, is being able to build your virtual world from scratch, almost like as if you're building Lego blocks to build these really cool virtual worlds and mind uh, my uh, minecraft for example i keep i want to say like microcraft <laughs> but <laughs> minecraft had a controversial moment a month ago when they added new moderation system that allowed microsoft to ban people in private servers which to me i think is kind of insane hendrick because private servers are maintained and paid by individuals in which players thought they actually own these virtual world. And does this mean we don't really own what we thought we owned? Yeah, I mean, I think that the fear there by the community is more so, you know, systems like that that are a little automated are not always uh, the sort of system that works as intended. You know, YouTube deals with it all the time. You always hear about some copyright issue for a creator and then they have to go through an appeal process and that's just a, a a real pain you know and i feel like a lot of these communities especially in minecraft they're already moderating themselves they don't necessarily need uh, a automated system to do it for them because they're pretty much handling it themselves there's it's just kind of like an overreach you know kind of feels like so these these communities definitely that they've given a lot of uh feedback and uh, uh pushback against this because they feel it's unnecessary yeah, so you feel like NFT has no place in the gaming industry, correct? I feel like it's one of those things that's probably going to be around for a little bit longer because people really, really want it to be a thing. But I don't think that it's going to last, honestly. See, that, that was the question that I was going to get at because it feels like if NFTs don't have the backing of the gaming industry, do you see the potential downfall of NFTs? Oh, 100%. Because, you know, there's so many uh, companies that have already said, we're not going to do it. And some companies have said, we're going to do it. And then later on say, okay, never mind, we're not doing this. Uh, and then, you know, gamers themselves, a lot of them uh, do support it. But then there's also a lot of people who are against having NFTs in games. Sounds and, like the last so, yeah. pariah is going to be the meta CEO, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> let's see if he figures out a place for NFTs. But let's talk about this last item of business because, man, we've had a lot of uh, great responses under your micro content when you address this issue. And Unity CEO recently apologized for calling video game developers who don't consider monetization early in the process of making games as effing idiots. And the statement got so much flack online that the Unity CEO later apologized. And what a sissy. I mean, doesn't he have a point? I mean, why would you have to apologize just because he said a cuss word? I mean, isn't everybody a grown-ass adult? I mean, don't we all understand the point that a lot of more free-to-play games are coming into the works? Yeah, I mean... Like I said in that uh, micro content, you know, it's free to play, but at what cost? You know, like your you're, price of admission is free, but if you want any of the cosmetics in the game, you're going to be paying money most of the time. Oh, uh, yeah. So is it really free? <laughs> 
No, nothing's free. And I think uh, you had a great uh, fan response under your video, Henrik, and it was from the Happy Tao. And he wrote, wait, the Unity CEO did what? Jesus. But in terms of monetization, I feel like it's tricky. Smaller developers could use it to help fund further progress on the game. And that's exactly what's happening. Uh, we're seeing it with the My Beloved Fall Guys game, for example. It was free to play. It was the most downloaded PS Plus game of all times. And then once Epic Games bought them, which is owned by disney and fortnite then they completely ruined the game turned all your crowns into purple coins which basically mean nothing and now you got virtual bucks that now serve to only be able to buy all the cool cosmetics but i swear do you feel like with these kind of moves for free to play and now doing virtual coins that they're kind of gearing the youth for crypto Yeah, a little bit, but I'd say probably more so like the the gambling aspect, which, you know, there's a bit of gambling aspects in cryptocurrency as it is. uh, But really, like, if you look at a lot of the countries that have been trying to ban loot boxes, they've been trying to do that because they are trying to fight gambling uh, addictions to, to that are growing from kids that are playing these games. That's you know, true. And we did get an update. We did get an update in Europe, right, where, you know, Germany mm-hmm. did put their foot down. But the whole, you know, Europe as a whole, they said that they want the video game community to figure it out on their own. That's why I kind of giggle about all that. I feel like maybe crypto, maybe this whole gambling aspect is going to be a little bit more inspired with the youth. But the only reason why I mentioned crypto, and I don't know about you, Marissa, does does your daughter ever say crypto? Never. I mean, because no. I always know the young kids are always trying to justify what, how much a V-Buck actually means. And they're like, no, my, mom, a hundred V-Bucks means four. that's equals to one dollar. And <laughs> I feel like four, so we haven't hey, quite but gotten you never there know. yet. <laughs> There's young kids that are on Fall Guys and, you know, in Fortnite to this day. Like, okay, Let's uh, say I, don't, seven, I don't let her. I don't let her go bracket. on video games. I don't let her go on video games. Oh, okay. Well, you're one. You're one. Well, I don't do. I don't do any of that stuff. That I'm sounds actually, like a like, sin. I don't like uh, that. I'm actually pretty, I'm pretty intense. I'm actually pretty intense. She is missing out on Mario her. Party. Yeah, you know you're what? Not she can go play Make Believe. <laughs> oh, okay, fine, Make Believe's free. Make Believe's free. That's true. But Henrik. But we always have a great time with you joining us on the Chris Collins Show, Millennial Talk Show. And let the CCS family know what's good by letting them know how we can follow you on social media so we can get those gaming memes, industry talk, and so much more. Yeah, so I'm on uh, several different social media platforms. If you go to bio.link slash offhand plays, you'll find links to all of them. You know, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok as well. Um, And then I also uh, post Let's Plays on YouTube three times a week and uh, stream on Twitch. So come on by and say hi. I'd love to see you. Hey, that's what's good. And you can also find him on the Chris Collins Show's um, socials also. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. right. Be aware. Weekly, every Tuesday, find those updates from Henrik the Rec so you don't miss out on the latest gaming news. And Henrik the Rec, thank you again for joining the Chris Collins Show Millennial Talk Show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. And we also want to give a huge shout out again to our CCS video game contributor, Henrik the Wreck. Go ahead and follow his social media handles at Henrik the Wreck. And, and who is will... next week's? Oh, sorry. But I do I'm want jumping, to give a, another shout out to Henrik. <laughs> well, yeah, just a little bit, but I want to give a huge shout out again to Henrik. Always look out for every Tuesday at our Chris Collins Show social media pages, and you will find all the latest uh, gaming news, industry talk, and so much more. And I guess now we can jump on into it. 
So our who is guest. next week's guest? Who is it? <laughs> our next week's guest is a returning member. He is a rapper named EC Maine, and he's got a brand new record out called 50 Acres and a Cadillac. And follow us on social media by following our handle, Chris Collins Show, for more updates on guest announcements, new interviews, and so much more. And Animal Sun Podcast is up there right now. You can check it out. It's called Off the Fret. More music, more music talk. And if you like what you're listening to, Go to thechriscollinshow.com and become a member today and get that free CCS t-shirt for now. Enjoy the weekend, fam, and I will see you next week. Peace! What's good, party people? Chris Collins Show presents Music Storm 2022, hosted by Chris Collins and Marissa Pitts, featuring Royals. There's got to be a Hurricane Highway, Cannibal Kids, Amanda Cooksey, Astoria State, Kid Dad, Resounding, Sleep Cycles, Freckles Weather Warning Just True Sophia Marie Music Storm 2022 Available on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts Peace! Our brand new podcast, Off the Fret. I love it. It's more time to chat. <laughs> Hello. You would look you so jazzy. I love your outfit. How far would you go to start playing live music again? This slaps harder than my ex when she got her stimulus check. So, um, <laughs> so um, are you here to bring the sexual healing with your music? Oh, everything is everything, and I guarantee you're going to hear this song in the future. I love the flow, man. Politically charged album. So if you get easily offended, this might not be the album for you. Brand new podcast, Off the Fret. So excited. Um, has Kim Kardashian accidentally sent you a coochie shot? Do you want to stay there? It's completely your choice. Or you want to... I feel you. And you know what I love? Off the fret. More music, more music talk. Peace. What's good? I'm Chris from the Chris Collins Show Millennial Talk Show featuring Cannibal Kids, a Miami indie alternative rock band known for urban exploration and sipping mojitos in the Florida sun. With new music in the horizon, joins Off the Fret. More music, more music talk.